The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. The labor market remains tough for employers and the mortgage industry isn't immune. Now with competitors trying to poach away talent, you might feel like you're constantly trying to fish in a small pond. So how can companies get ahead with their hiring and retention methods? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Tim Pascarella. He's president of the Michigan-based Ross Mortgage Corporation. Tim, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mike. So, Tim, I guess just to start off, we know it's it's been hard since the pandemic for companies, regardless of industry, to to keep their positions filled. How are we doing in the mortgage industry? Are we doing better than most or are we, are we on par? Oh, I, I really think that's who you talk to, uh, Mike. Uh, obviously, right now, um, uh, retention is, I think, in the mortgage industry is space for your salespeople, I think is the number one goal that all executives are talking about. Um, you've got big companies, small companies, all sorts of companies coming after you. And I think it's just imperative that you retain as much as you can. I think that the mortgage space um, for years and years, not just post-pandemic, has always been a, uh, uh, I guess, a musical chairs is a good way to put it. Um, a lot of people move around. Uh, but I think it's imperative that you hold on to your people amongst also recruiting others. I think that's the probably number one topic in most uh, mortgage companies right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anybody who who does hiring knows how much it can just to onboard somebody who knows the job. There's work with that even. Um, but what is there something specific? You brought up the musical chairs thing. I mean, is there something specific about the mortgage industry? Are there certain hurdles that we face that other sectors of the economy don't face that make it harder to retain salespeople? Yeah, I think the success of our salespeople, and I don't want to take anything away from a mortgage loan officer. I think it's a very difficult job, um, especially in my sector. I'm an independent mortgage banker. Uh, We don't buy leads or anything like that. We're just boots on the ground, involved with our communities in which we serve, and we are a referral-based company. So the loan officers in our sector are are very talented and very good at what they do. but make no mistake, I think the reason why the mortgage industry is affected so hard by, by ups and downs is because the market can control so much how our success is. Um, I, a perfect example would be March of 2020, right? The pandemic hit. Right. Uh, and and <laughs> for the first three weeks of that, we didn't know if we were going to be in business. And then all of a sudden, April hits, and all of a sudden you're going to go through the best 24 months in the history of most careers, you know? So it's hard to say the salespeople did anything to deserve that. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're amazing once they get the opportunity, but then it works the exact same way in 2022 when the rates skyrocket to six overnight, housing, housing inventory is at an all time low. And now you got loan officers thinking, should I, what a perfect time to move your dad. 
So I think it's just so important to maintain the culture. Uh, don't get desperate. Uh, don't make sharp changes and, and maintain the culture that got you where you are today in order to keep who you have. But it is definitely, uh, we're not immune to, to retention problems in the mortgage industry. As a matter of fact, I think we, it's, it's been an ongoing issue way before the pandemic. And of course, before you get to retention, you, you have hiring. What mm-hmm. tips would you have for companies to help with the hiring process? Uh, you know, whether it's now where the market is tight or whether it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an employer's market where, where you're, you've got all kinds of applications. I mean, what are some things you can do to make sure you're getting the right people for the job? Well, I think you said it in your, in your question there, Mike, uh, it's the right people. Um, one thing that we're big on at Ross is culture, a fit to the team, fit to the culture. I, I don't remember who said this, but someone always said higher attitude, not talent. If you get the right person, you can train anyone to do anything, but you got to have the right person. So many times in our industry, volume speaks for themselves. So I'll talk about sales and operations, right? So with sales, you see someone with huge volume and you immediately think they're a great fit for you. It's not always true. It's not always true. So I think the most important thing you can do while hiring is getting the right attitude and getting the right person and making sure it's a cultural fit. Uh, I can't sit here and say that we haven't haven't made the mistakes before, um, but I think you learn by those mistakes because you can always tell 90 to 180 days in if you got the right person to fit your culture because it's it's just easier to train them. It's easier to get them to do what you need them to do uh, because you did the right stuff up front. And that helps with your retention. A, a good recruit, a good, a good recruiting and a good hiring process ultimately solves your retention problem. My, my next, you, you basically led into my next question, which is you get employees in, in particular, you look for employees with an attitude that you think you can train. Training does take time, especially if, if you're in a situation where you're, you're replacing multiple positions at the same time. How, are there things that companies can do, whether it's tools, technologies, programs, to make the training process more efficient? I think it's invest in the right in the right things. Uh, invest your money in the right things, especially when the market is so tight right now. And investing in anything is kind of a strain. Um, you know, the mortgage industry is down quite a bit this year over last year. So the idea of spending money and and doing things like that is is a little tougher these days. But I think it's imperative that you spend the money on the right stuff. A lot of times, independent mortgage banks such as myself, uh, we didn't have trainers. We had managers train their people, and what we came to realize in the middle of last year is not all managers are great trainers. They're great leaders of people and they can manage departments, but it doesn't make them great trainers. And I think investing money in tools and technology that will help them train um, either people or technology, either one, because it can be both depending on the department, I think is imperative because you've got to train these people to do things, not only um, the right way, but your way. Um, and I think that's something to be careful with the technology. Sometimes we rely on technology so much that we forget technology doesn't know Ross mortgage. Technology knows whatever it was built to know. And you can't teach it anything else. And it is what it is. So I think it's, it's really important to not only uh, invest in technology, but invest in training, meaning people, because you've, you've got to have people that are good at training. Our, our trainer, our trainer, I won't say names, but our trainer spent 20 years in a submarine. He's good at training. Yeah. He, he, he's good. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta know some stuff to be able to, be able to teach people to be in a cell. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's so important to, to reiterate that part that not all managers make great trainers. 
So you cannot expect them. You can't give them four people and say, hey, make them great processors and expect them to be great processors if they don't know how to train. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. You can do these things and you can have people succeed. Things look like they're, they look like they're happy. And then all of a sudden they're gone. What else do you need to do to make sure that you retain them besides, you know, training them and making them feel like they're part of the team? They might still want to get a better opportunity somewhere. How do you retain employees after you've put in this investment? Oh man, Mike, uh, can I ask you the same question? Can you help me out on that one? <laughs> <laughs> if I knew I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be yeah, right. Not. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's one of the retention of good talent is one of the hardest and one of the scariest things I think as executives we need to do in the mortgage business. Uh, you are always one good offer, one better offer. Um, I'd never sit there and say we're the best company in the world, right? I mean, I like to, I, I say we are, but you know, there's always someone out there trying to be better, trying to do better, and, and they need your top talent to get there. Um, I would put that back on culture. Show them that, you know, put put your put your money and your activities where your mouth is and make sure that you're living your your we call them the Ross ways but make sure you're living your Ross ways make sure that they understand that the culture they're in is the best for them um and then also i think it's really important and i might get shot for saying this but i think it's also important that uh if there is a better opportunity uh for someone who's uber talented and you can't match that opportunity don't lie let them go let them go. We, we had this happen to us, um, a young lady, uh, not too long ago. And she got an opportunity, in my opinion, of a lifetime for what she wanted to do with her life. And I couldn't, I couldn't match, match that. And even if I could match that, I couldn't, right? So also being willing to understand that some people you aren't the best place for and be proud of them. You know, we, we made a big deal about it through our party. You know, we were excited for her. So I think it's, it's, it's important to, to do your best to hold on to big talent, but also be willing to understand that there, there's, there's, if there's a better opportunity for them and their family, let them have it. That's an interesting, obviously anybody would say, no, I want to keep my best employees. But I mean, you do see that, for example, in sports, anybody who watches sports will know, um, you know, that's how you can recruit, for example, good coaches, knowing that this is a springboard for them. Do you find that that helps you recruit talent? you know, Hey, we'll be honest and we can be a springboard to something better. We're not necessarily just assuming you're going to be here for the rest of your career. Uh, we definitely don't say that in the recruiting process, but I, uh, but I mean, I take pride of both ways. I, I've got employees that have been with us. I'm not, I can't even make this up 50 years. Uh, and I older than I've been alive. Right. Uh, I took over a company that was obviously there before me. So, um, but I also have employees that, that I take pride in the fact they came, uh, they were able to better themselves, better their life, better their careers and took the advantage from it. Um, so both in my opinion, um, are fine. I, I don't say it. No, I don't say this is a springboard to something better for sure during recruiting. Uh, but I don't take offense to it. If it happens, I actually take pride in it when it happens, you and know, I certainly speak to culture that we're, we're at the end of the day, we want what's best for you. Yeah. Well, one of our, one of our Roth ways is do the right thing, right? So if the right thing is for you to go do something better for you and your family, how can I be the one to try to step in the way? At the top, I mentioned, obviously what we're seeing in the industry with some companies 
poaching, recruiting, raiding, I guess whatever side you are on is it that will determine what word you're using, but recruiting talent. And of course, there's some legal questions with the data that they're taking with them. But I guess just for the context of our conversation and, and trying to avoid your top talent leaving uh, just for the first best offer, um, you know, I guess just, you know, bringing it back around to some of these, I mean, how important is it to sort of make sure you're reviewing your policies and your procedures and your plan when you're in an environment like this and you don't want to be the next company that, yeah, we'll put in the time and the investment and then someone else will take them away because they just don't do it as well as we do. Yeah. I think right now where I am, I mean, I'm an under billion dollar a year, uh, IMB. So I am, I am in the thick of being outcompeted by these massive companies that are offering tons of money that in reality, I don't even know how it's sustainable. I don't want to speak to their practices. They can do whatever they want, but I don't know how you give someone, you know, who, you know, closes X amount this much, you know, four or five X the amount to have them come over when you know they're not going to do that. They did that in 20 and 21, where you know that's not going to happen in 22 and 23. So I don't even understand the sustainability of all of it. I try to stay out of it, to be honest with you. I hire people. I don't even talk comp. I don't talk retention. I don't talk any of that stuff until they're willing to say that they want to work for us. Um, I, I, I teach them about our culture. I teach them about our systems. I teach them about stuff that we have in place that wants to help them grow and help them reach their financial goals and their, their career goals. I talk about all that. Um, and if they can sit there and say, everything you've talked about, I agree with, and, and I want to be a part of, then I'll bring comp in. But usually if you can get them to the point where they agree that they want what you have to offer, they kind of throw all that other stuff aside. And it's just a matter of making it work. I've never had someone answer yes to that question and not be able to bring them on board. Um, what I don't do is ever, ever, ever defy my integrity. I don't ever tell them to bring people with them. I don't tell them who else can we grab from your company. I don't, I don't ask for a list. I don't do any of this. It's just not who we are. Um, and that's okay. I, I know companies do that and that's okay too. I mean, everybody's allowed to be whoever they want to be, but I, I just, you know, I want people that want to be with us. That, that's who I want the most. Yeah, I hope that answered your question. I don't know no, if it's really it, it, did. it absolutely did. I can, you know, somebody who's never owned my own company and always worked for others, you know, I can tell you, I certainly appreciate when I'm at a place where I feel like I align with what's going on and where I feel valued, you know, it certainly uh, is something that I try to find in a workplace. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a great way to keep employees. Um, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. We'll have your headlines up next, but first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's your headlines for today, July 8th. We continue to gather details about what led Sprout to abruptly close its doors Wednesday and lay off more than 300 employees. Former executive from Sprout tells us that the company was on track to close a funding deal with Citibank but CEO Michael Strauss changed his mind at the last minute and nixed the deal. Hours later, employees learned they were out of jobs. According to the source who spoke on a condition of anonymity, Strauss told an executive that employees would not be paid before the closing. The closure came the day before Sprout's typical payday. Sprout and company president Shea Palante have not responded to our requests for comment and neither did Citibank. 
A Harvard study says investors are buying up more single-family homes at a time when inventory is tight. The study found investors made up 28% of sales in the first quarter of this year, up from 19% a year ago. Critics say that that trend is driving up home prices. But luckily for interested buyers, prices do seem to be settling down. According to Redfin, a record number of sellers dropped their price in May. The median sale price is still up 13% from a year ago, but that's down from a peak of 16% in March. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.